0: welcome back listener you are listening to the friday council your home for free thought and purposeful discussion on our human condition and all interesting aspects of modern living if you share in our desire for new ideas and self-improvement relax your body and contemplate alongside us now on the friday council
1: welcome back to the friday council podcast episode 26
0: that's a lot of eppies. Yeah.
1: We'll get in there. Half a year.
0: Half a year, yeah.
1: True, well, yeah. Weekly, if you're doing it weekly, that is half a year.
0: We um, we just witnessed some some epic nature, as much nature as you can uh, experience in a residential area, basically. <laughs> the cat's gone all startling and chasing off into the fence, and they're after some little bird that can barely fly. And so, just before we started recording, saved that little bird, got it in the towel we put it up in a tree somewhere. The cats are being retarded. They're still looking in the original spot. Um, and then we were just we were just all instantly thinking about intervention, specifically with nature. But you have a story as well that you can tell in a bit about intervening. Um, but what also came to mind after saving that bird was uh, the fact that somehow my conscience is clear. Even if the bird's going to die anyway in the other tree, I've moved it to another tree, given it a few nu- uh, seeds that I feed the chickens. So it's kind of on its own. And maybe I'm lucky in the fact that my conscience is completely clear there. It's, if it can't fly, it's going to die sooner or later, which is brutal. But you've,
1: but. you've released that, um, I guess, responsibility off yourself. It's like, I've done, I've played my part. Yeah. Now yeah. nature's going to take its course.
0: It is a bit hypocritical, though, because then like, why do not I just let nature take its course and let those cats eat that bird? But cats are kind of fucked in that. They'll, they'll <laughs> torture it for a bit. Which isn't which is not yeah, good. Yeah, a
1: cat. Well, I know if you're a dog or a cat person, but I always thought cats were psychopaths.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Even if you're a cat person, you got to admit that.
1: Um, Probably offending a whole uh, lot of people here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. Yeah, just not a cat fan.
0: Um, but yeah, talking about intervention and when to intervene. Um, do you want to tell tell your story on on yeah. intervention?
1: So uh, I not specifically. Nature related, but, uh, yeah, one afternoon, probably three, three months ago, two or three months ago, um, outside a of lawyer's office, um, saw, that's a side detail, just signing paperwork. Anyway, um, there's an altercation between a man and a woman where the woman was screaming out, um, help me, this man's trying to steal my bag, um she was saying he was replying like "Well, you've you've got my smokes like give me my smokes back probably a bit more expletive than that and um so there's a crowd forming around um kind of you know what's going on here you don't see this every day mm-hmm. and so me and this other guy we we kind of like went up to the guy we're like what are you doing we're just like let go it's only like cigarettes obviously to him means the world <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah so so it's like what are you doing like it's not worth it and so someone else was calling the police it's like escalating so it's like do i stay here and let it run its course or should i be intervening and naturally my first thought was that the man was in the wrong because he was trying to snatch her back well that's what it appeared so Mm. but then these other two people came from down the road from the bus stop where I think it originally started saying that the woman was the one who was Mm. like taking his things. And so what do you believe, you know, it's like, and how do you intervene? Like how far should you go into a situation Yeah, or just let it go?
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Like I'm ready to throw down if I have to, but I mean, obviously I'm not one to try and get into the full full story. Yeah. You don't want to just,
0: but then someone else could come, the people before the bus stop could also come and be like "No, nah, he did it was him first yeah
1: well and that's exactly that that's so, a good
0: uh good lesson isn't it for spin and like media, yeah media spin Th- like, thankfully not, not an anyway
1: thankfully there were two cop cars that arrived like within a minute like that was it was that quick mm. must have been patrolling the area and i thought yeah they're here wait a few minutes see yeah. they want to ask any questions but i just it's not, my, yeah, I suppose not you, my problem. I'm released from this.
0: I suppose, like I was saying before, it's like my conscience being, I feel like I'm released from that. I couldn't bear to, well, I could bear, but uh, I wouldn't have liked to just watch them slowly hunt that thing down and torture it over an hour when at least I've given it another chance. Um, I guess you're like, you're kind of just guided by your own intuition, which you don't really have a choice about. Yeah. Um, and then in, in that situation, you obviously didn't, you were ready, but you didn't have enough information to throw down. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, different. I guess when it comes to humans, we're probably more, I want to say logical is the right word, but we generally want to know more information before we formulate an opinion or, um, you know, just decide. Whereas Mm -hmm. in nature, it's kind of like every man for himself, herself, whatever creature for themselves. And um, I don't know, I find it like myself sometimes if you come across videos of like, Animals fighting each other or in the wild, it's kinda of like quite interesting and cool, mm. but to what point do you step in
0: yeah, yeah, there's that rule in in i know of a rule in the all the nature documentarians is the rule of non intervention where no matter what basically I think it's no matter what they won't intervene filming filming anything as tragic and heartbreaking as it may be um I know the the b b c one the Arctic arctic one with the polar bears caught a lot of flack from people like uh facebook the facebook army yeah a real high iq facebook army criticizing the documentarians for not doing something about the sad polar bear shots they were probably all seen i'm oh, on that like, um, iceberg that's real tiny just yeah. oh, right right okay. and um they they say yeah there's there's a million chances for a, a nature documentarian to intervene and when something's something small and fluffy or can you explain like
1: was it just what, what was happening in the... i
0: was just a it was a, tra- a shot designed to uh like elucidate the the point of like global warming gotcha and, and uh so it was just showing some polar bear floating they can swim but it was floating on this like tiny little ice island like in, in the yeah. vast ocean it was like keep yeah
1: I, I understand obviously if you're watching it it's quite you would think it's alarming like what's going on but to what point could the camera people actually intervene like they're not gonna take it from its habitat
0: (laughs) another cat doing something um yeah 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 i agree um i was gonna say something else about intervention um
1: do you i'll just say david do you have any uh experiences or uh, anecdotes of times where you've seen anything off the
2: top of my head I would take yeah I mean yeah, it's just it's really gonna depend on a on a case by case basis, yeah. but I genuinely tend to stay out of
1: Yeah. You would to be the guy filming the what's <laughs> yeah. happening as opposed to actually being a part yeah. of
2: it. Uh it's just one of those things where and Iran does this to an extent, although most people won't admit it, but if we take like a large scope view, if we think like all the war's going on, on on at the moment in the world uh you can't influence them you can't really influence them so there's like an infinite number of intervenable situations occurring on any given day in the world and you can't intervene in all of them and in fact you can't intervene in many of them so i just tend to take the view stay out of defeatist no No. i I just do what you can yeah, I mean, if it's something real clear cut, yeah, maybe I'll intervene. Yep. But o- often it just ends up, especially with humans. <laughs>
0: Rude. Oh, that's probably Greenpeace.
1: <laughs> Greenpeace. What are they wanting? donation Donation. What do yeah. Um, with, with I mean, that's exactly what I was going to. Yeah, with humans, that. it
2: just, yeah, it so often ends up extremely messy. So if we take, oh, I can't think of a great example at the top of my head, but. Yeah, you get involved in an argument or whatever between two people. Then you are now part of that trouble and it won't like end today.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, maybe yeah, like a good example of that would be if someone's in trouble with like a gang or something and then yeah, you try and save them. Well, now you're an enemy of that gang as well and it's going to last for a while. Yeah, this- so, it just it's one of those things uh, and yeah it's very i guess machiavellian would be the word for it is uh, i can't save you yeah so i'm sorry but you might get killed insane, by the gang insane. but i'm not going to get otherwise we're both going to get killed by the gang
0: yeah <laughs> um this, this was what i was going to say it was uh, the, how the the internet kind of that's an l definite l from the internet is being aware of all these immense amounts of worldwide world scale tragedies and want feeling your conscience tells you to want to intervene. Yeah. Normally, if that was happening locally, you would intervene. But um, you can't help help feeling that. And I feel in my experience with, I think, women being generally more empathetic um, as, a, as a feminine trait, I, th- I feel like they struggle. And the women closely in my life, they're really negative, negatively affected by a lot of those tragedies. And my masculine... <laughs> Masculine, safe uh, to, safe to drink, sorry. uh, like logically talking it, like pushing it aside, like you can't do anything, and that's fine for me, it doesn't help at all. It actually infuriates them, so yeah, I don't know what to do about that, but other than yeah. some deep self work, I guess, yeah, <laughs> you got to get over it one way or another.
1: Well, I mean, if, I think in that situation, let's say if you take into, I think maybe a good example currently would be like, um, the earthquakes that have happened in turkey and syria yeah, oh, yeah. and and it's one of those it's like it's a horrible yeah. um yeah horrible disaster Where i don't know what the toll is now i think last time i saw it was over fifty thousand, which is so hard to comprehend i mean you look at like a stadium of people and you're like well that's how many people have have died and obviously there'll be rebuild going on and people try and like real build back their lives people dispersed having to move to different places etc and yeah the natural thing is like how do i help like you know i want to help how do i help but there's only so much you can do mm. but not to say that everyone should take that approach it's like well if nobody does anything then nothing's going to get done mm. but um another thing is like when a tragedy happens in like a, a gofundme Well, I maybe mean, it's not the best example because it can be but case by case but like the cyclone as well that we've had in the North Island, um, like the relief fund, people trying to raise money, and it's mm. like, well, like it's a good, it's a good thing, and there's, there's money being generated, but like it barely, it's barely gonna take a mark off,
0: yeah, the actual yeah. Those, cost. Those big charity, the big charities as well, and I know, have been pinged for some questionable, uh, L, uh, uh, uh assortment of funds of their funds when you do donate and the world vision Mm -hmm. ads and and whatnot the big charities yeah they're often the the biggest charities often give the least dollar value like by the time it gets down to the actual people
1: i think as well um just in in terms of that marketing becomes very uh problematic around um disasters and events Mm -hmm. It's so it's very it's easy, easy to capitalize. And I've, on yeah, that. and I've I found like myself in certain times in social media, um, like advertising can really like pull on your heartstrings. Even even just a generic video, like, can be played or portrayed in a way to to yeah, tug on your heartstrings and to make you feel a sense of like empathy or or whatever. But like, what, <laughs> what, there's only so much you can do as an individual. So I think, yeah. what, what are you like? What are we doing? I
0: thinking? think it, that so it'll it'll mess up the the people. It doesn't have to be all women, but mainly women, in my experience, that are really affected by that in an empathetic way. But then I think it also is an L for people more like me and maybe yourself, David. It sounds like where it makes us more indifferent to that stuff. Yeah, it's like oh, just so an, it's just another it. one, yeah. and mm-hmm. and you can get too far, too cynical on in on one side. You know, you got to play play a kind of painful balance that's going to take some work it's going to take effort yeah. and it's going to be slightly painful but you don't want it too painful it ruins your life and ruins your whole day but you don't want to be so indifferent that it gets to the point where you just like you're walking past homeless yeah. people in your own city and you're going oh, I well, that's there's a, good a, point. there's a million people in syria dying right now True. why should I give you a it was, just made me
1: have a, th- a, th- a think just now um we talked about earlier in one of the podcasts about like how naturally we're more tribalistic so we come from smaller tribes or, or generally you know you if you have friends or whatever you're, you're more likely to have more intimate friends with a smaller number of people as opposed to i don't know your generic facebook f- friends whatever mm-hmm. um so maybe this isn't the right thing to prescribe to but generally i would be more willing to support or help those people who are nearest and dearest to me in life so yeah if you've got like close friends that are struggling financially i'd probably feel more likely to help but when something big happens like yeah you can donate money to a Mm -hmm. a fund but like i i think i'm seeing firsthand like my giving or whatever is going to a need that i can actually see firsthand Mm -hmm. so yeah and that's i think you'd look after your family first and then you've got your close friends but in big environments like I don't know that that's just my opinion I don't know if that's the right no, I, way yeah, to
2: look at it I think that's the right way to look at it it's yeah focus on yeah the people closest to you that's yeah I think that's really all you in my opinion that's like all, all you can do uh, because as I say there's, there's an infinite number yeah. of disasters outside your circle so it's like how do you know it's right to give, you know, how do you justify giving to this one over that one? So I, I just, yeah, I think focus on that's the way that, and, and then you can take that to like community level. So yeah. if it's like your city. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You
0: could, got, to, you're going to be, gu- it's going to be a matter of opinion and it's going to be, you're going to be guided by your unconscious. Yeah, of course it's a matter um, of
2: opinion. So if yeah. you, yeah, you don't have to, but uh, that's the way. It yeah. just
0: it, What do you guys think about, there's that charity that does, that is very rational. It's like super rational and it, and they just they change what they donate to just depending on the amount of lives you can save mm-hmm. so uh, for each dollar you can spend so at, at the moment it's it's like some it's like buying mosquito nets is like the yeah, most so cost effective way and, to save one yeah, life and that's
2: like something that no one or well, very little people have have heard about you've heard about the war in Ukraine and donating and volunteering there but you haven't heard like it's so because you don't directly associate that with death, you associate war. Okay, if guns, people dying. You don't associate mosquito bites and yeah. countries with malaria yep. and death.
0: And and this website, I mean, takes all the guesswork out. They've done. They they're constantly re-evaluating and readjusting. um
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I've like given this example of war before. You know, everyone cares about the war in Ukraine at the moment, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. If you feel the need to but there's a bunch of other wars going on and have been w- wars that are far worse i think it's the you know these countries they'll become a bit of a blur to me but i think it's ethiopia that's got a, a civil war going that's been going for uh at least five years and ha- at least half a million people are dead so mm-hmm. on a total death scale it's far more deadly than the war in ukraine but nobody
1: really cares about
2: ethiopia <laughs> But, mm. you know, why do we put value on Ukrainian lives and not Ethiopian lives? Mm. But mo- you know, And, yeah, most people have some stupid way of, like, justifying that or, oh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I can't, yeah, like. It's just, it's, it's got to be, I mean, we don't necessarily choose what wars we hear about. That's chosen for us. And there's a reason that, there's, there'll be a reason that that's ultimately chosen for us, I think some obvious political importance yeah. to America, which we're basically yeah, probably. a cuck for America. Yeah. We do whatever America does, essentially, I think. And, yeah, and
2: another argument also is if we are using the examples of wars, uh, you can get involved and like yeah. if we take this to on a mass scale, like America has been in, in, I mean, yeah, you can pick out a bunch of other countries as well, but yeah, America's the obvious one who loves to intervene in wars ever since World War II and most of it doesn't end well obviously the most recent example being afghanistan where they were there for whatever 20 years and then they pull out and within a day the taliban's (laughs) back in control so it's like they and they very well might even though i'm sure it will be they would have had their own self-interest their resources and stuff like that political control and strategic control in the middle east but that was beneficial for the everyday people of um, afghanistan who didn't have to who had some freedom basically but it was unsustainable so though you now you had a whole bunch of people who got a taste of living you know free free life and and it gets taken away from them which i think is probably worse than having just lived under oppression all of your life because yeah
1: now there's that contrast yeah with the the argument should the u.s have even gone into afghanistan in the first place yeah and that's what i mean they might have good intentions
2: you often can have good intentions and it just doesn't work and in in often cases makes it a hell of a lot worse and that uh, maybe a better example would be earlier than that Afghanistan again when America first got involved or indirectly got involved they sold weapons to what is now ISIS and the Taliban back in the 80s uh, when the Soviets were in, in Afghanistan. They funded the rebels and the rebels won, but those rebels then became the enemies of the United States and they have yeah. all their good weapons. Yeah. So, yeah, so you, they Classic. in the short term, was it a good thing? Maybe. Long-term unintended consequences, now you have yeah. these rebels who at the, one point in time were on your side and now they're actively fighting against you. Yeah. That, and that, yeah so, it's that, just, yeah.
0: That reminds me of the, the, all over the world, I imagine, with, with the settlers came introduction of, of certain species that are now massive problems. And it comes from, yeah, not knowing the whole picture. So you're just like, yeah, oh, there's right. too many, there's too many, um, I don't know why we, you know, there's too much too much of this of this weed here. And we go, oh, in England, this animal eats this weed or this bug eats this weed and introduce it, all good. And now the bug's a problem. Yeah. And now yeah. the bug's like, a, so not knowing the full, full scope of, uh, of all the information you can get, which you never can really as a human, I don't think. You can never understand sort like the butterfly effect. You can't understand, like get everything down to a T. But um, sometimes that's an example of intervention, war, or yeah, species and, introducing species, yeah. it, it can be a lot worse than if you just did nothing.
2: Yeah, and and uh, you can even just even if we don't say that it's worse, it's just that yeah, there's not going to be a happy mm. outcome either way. Yeah, and an example closer to home is New Zealand, and specific, a specific example of this was uh, when, in the 2017 election when Winston Peters was kingmaker or whatever, part of that, he got like this massive allotment of money. It was at least a billion dollars, if not more than a billion dollars to, it was just like Jesus. a, pa- Pacific, a, a like Pacific Islands fund. It was to whatever he his pet projects in the Pacific Islands. Mm-hmm. And it, we know all the problems that New Zealand has, as nearly every country has, but I don't think that we should be giving money to other countries as much as they might need it if we're not, already near pe- picture perfect in New Zealand yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's the same thing eh? you just like, have to focus on yeah. the people closest to you and that's what I mean there's an infinite number of problems in the world H- how do you decide mm-hmm. oh, oh because they're our neighbor but it's like are they more important than the people struggling in New Zealand let's fix the problems mm. in new zealand or yeah, that, get, yeah
0: yeah yeah uh, so yeah that's um and if everyone did that in their own local community yeah, then, then everything would be fine anyway and or, it, or
2: nothing would ever be perfect no, no, but yeah. i think that's what i mean and i well, think that's traditionally how humans live before we became globalized yeah yeah I, I, you it brings to mind
0: tribe. it brings to mind um the doll and like for like single mother payments if there was none so that's effectively like our tax dollars get real centralized and then it's effectively taken far away i don't know any any mum who's like can't can't afford to live you know recently divorced or something has no income if if there was none of that you would feel a conscious if it was your neighbor who's just been divorced has a kid and has like no job you'd be like come stay with us or or whatever so that's the example Mm -hmm. of when you'd be you know for a while at least um and a lot of the times now when the government pays pays them some people say it incentivizes single mothers. I think it's pretty, a bit too cynical, but it can I often make the problem I worse. Worse. Ag- that
1: I could bring up around that.
0: Yeah, my point is just it can yeah. make the problem worse. Where it sometimes may incentivize that. I don't think it's really an incentive, but it can also, um, like instill a, a like a attitude of apathy, apatheticness, yeah. apathy. Yeah, to life that like, oh, I don't need to get a job because mm. government's looking after me.
1: Well, yeah, this person I knew. Um, probably a couple of years. I don't know the full ins and outs of how the payment system works. So I'll just put that out there first. But um, yeah, this, this person I know had had a young baby child. Um, and you know, I was talking to her, I said, what do you, how many hours do you work a week? She, I, she said, um, I can only work 10 hours because if I, um, mm. if I work more than 10 hours, then I lose this payment. And I was like, Oh, if you don't mind me asking like how much, how much do you get? Like just curious. I, I I think it was close to where if if I I was working probably you know bear in mind this is a relatively low income job but at the time um, I'm working like thirty hours or 30, thirty between thirty and forty hours for this um, woman to get the same amount and she's capped at ten because
0: All right, and you you're saying you got roughly the same amount yeah of and money. it's like well to me it. Uh, uh, <laughs> It's it's a
1: situational thing, you know, because if you you obviously you've had a baby and you need to take yeah. care of the the young. And I'm not saying, you know, that all new mothers should just go straight back into working forty hours a week or whatever. But when you hear of certain situations and you, it's natural to like draw comparisons where it's like, well, like what is the point of mm-hmm. me doing this when other people can effectively not do as much but still. Getting I mean, reward I mean, from man. it yeah. and yeah, and I mean it's a it's a difficult one, maybe it's just my own thing I need to to get over, and um i I've never been on like the dole or whatever, so mm. like I can't speak for people who are, but yeah, yeah, then it gets thrown under like are these people actually looking for jobs, or are you know people trying but yeah i like th- I like to think that if it did if it happened to me and I found the times of hardship, my first thing would be to try and get back on the ladder like straight away
0: yeah it's gonna just gonna incentivize different people differently yeah, yeah. and again it's like it's exactly what we're talking about with like, some interventions it's like not better or worse but it's it's like inefficient maybe is yep. the right word to describe it um i'm to ask you guys about intervening in speaking of intervention when it's in your immediate surroundings intervening in say like a uh, close friends or family interpersonal issues yeah, like when so, you when you want to so if you messy. see like a clear bad habit being played out between your mum and dad or like an abusive relationship between a friend and their partner when do you where do you draw a line for intervening in something like that or like a drinking like someone one of your friends is right. like kind of a low-key yep. drinking or drug uh abuse abuse problem it's yeah, and it's none it's none of your business, but is yeah, it your it, business ah
2: it, oh, yeah, it's just one of the yeah, it's so Very messy. circumstantial, I
0: suppose. Eh? Yeah, individual
2: oh, again, I'm gonna be leaning on not stay out of it. Yeah, I want to be a part of this because when does it work? Mm. Even if you have a good intention, I guess maybe one famous example example would be Steve-O <laughs> with the intervention with the Jackass guys with mm. his. So, I guess maybe it can work, but generally, I don't think it works either. Oh, you know, you've got a drinking problem or whatever. And they, yeah. it just, it sparks their defense mechanism with, oh, like, no, I don't, or I don't, I just enjoy drinking whatever. Yeah. And then that just makes them dig their heels in. I think you're right. I think, yeah, there's a way of going about it. Yeah, we're maybe not doing nothing, but very like subtly, you know, like, Hey, do you want to come out on a run tonight, or go for a walk tonight, go to the movies tonight? When you know that normally at home getting hammered on a Saturday night, just yeah. try
0: and subtly like, yeah. Or another another one that will be real common that a lot of people relate to is, uh, like weight, like when someone's mm-hmm. getting to like an unhealthy weight, and it's, and it, and yeah. you're like, is this? You feel yeah. You're, if,
1: particularly in the age of body positivity, yeah. yeah.
2: Again, I think the best way of going about it is is it none
0: of your business at all.
2: I or? yeah. It, technically it's not because yeah, yeah everyone has a right to do yeah. whatever the hell they want but yeah of course you don't want to see you don't want to see your f- close so,
1: friends like fall apart yeah and, so yeah. i think
2: it, it has to be again in a subtle way like yeah hey do you want to come out and do you know do you want to come out for a walk and then like do you want to come over to my house for dinner and kind of maybe like instruct them on a the way to maybe yeah <laughs> um, like just serve them like three letters books <laughs> <next. laughs>
1: i I, I I might try and take a different approach to this but mm. i think yeah if you, if your intentions are, are well and your intentions are good because you care about this person maybe for me like it's not to fully out uh ridicule them and like throw them under a bus or whatever like figuratively um telling them what to do but if you are starting to see patterns and noticing so maybe example of uh like if you know someone who's got like a full blown gambling problem, as to it's yeah, it's more about the approaches to how you would do it. So not saying hey, I think you should stop gambling, but it's like I don't know. Yeah, maybe like David saying invite invite them along. Hey, let's watch the game together. Um, or oh man, that's probably not the best example. Mm. But yeah,
0: it's going to take a real subtle yeah, it's social. It's one know of those things
1: where to- you, you just need to approach it in the right way because, understandably, they they might dig their heels in, mm. and at that point, can okay, maybe I'll just take a step back and leave leave them to do with it. But then maybe to offer that secondary, like okay. This or like if you want to continue how you're doing, maybe not say it that way, but mm. I'm here for you when you're ready yeah, to take yeah, the that, next that's step a good that, That's
0: what I was gonna out. say is like I think I'd say just enough to let them know that I'm thinking about it. I I maybe ask like you yeah, are you're all good with your like like uh you're all good with your like gambling, like you have fun with it, like it's not yeah. like stressful or anything. And I'll be like, Yeah, sweet, and you're like oh sick man, just like, all good or I'll be like Um I don't know how to approach about the weight. But uh, the drug, the drugs, drinking and drugs, shouldn't separate the two. Drug use, um, yeah, like yeah, you, I don't know. You haven't like you enjoy drinking a lot, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, oh, all good, fair enough. Just yeah. so you know that maybe you're showing them that you're aware. Of yeah, that.
2: and just be like, if you ever <laughs> want to do something, ours, but yeah. get but get hammered on a Saturday night just give me a call and we can yeah whatever go to the movies <laughs> but hey, yeah, it's, it's hey i noticed
1: too. you you said last time that you were never going to drink again and um i saw you on your your instagram story out drinking like are you yeah. all good man
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's a, lot, there's a lot of social campaigns about that think which i think is a good thing yeah you know? uh, like the check if your know, old neighbor's all right is the latest one it's just a old balance neighbor. it's, it's a, it's a shame that you have to be reminded about how to be basically human in a community because it's, yeah. it's not doesn't we're not encouraged to learn that anymore. So it has to kind of be forced from top down. It's like, hey, remember, it's a it's a nice thing to check in on your elderly neighbour if you haven't heard from them all in a week. Mm. So sure, people shouldn't really have to be reminded to do that. But I suppose we're just so busy we don't notice otherwise.
1: Yeah, do you think? I mean, I I don't live next to any elderly people, so I, But I I guess that's a fair assumption i mean maybe that's a thing for me like a i used to have this thought when i get older you know just naturally it seems um you just become more lonely over time mm. um, i think i see it in my grandmother you know like she used to go out a lot she was quite independent um which is a good thing you know in an older older age she'd be able to Bus across town. I think she still does, but struggles with it. But ever since COVID, it's completely like flipped a switch where she's like too afraid to to mm-hmm. do anything or, um, mm. yeah, even would you miss- hit her up about
0: it? Be like, do you miss going out? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, uh, possibly. So, cause, yeah, uh, maybe it's a cultural thing, but a lot of the times when we make family plans, I like, example, going out for lunch, it's you try and cater to. Uh, Like my grandmother, for example, like where it's easier for her to eat, or you know, cause yeah. it's not easy to eat a steak that's or whatever. Or like when my niece and nephew were growing up, it was about the kids, Um, you know, because where's a place that has a playground or whatever. So, in that sense, it's like if, if they're not wanting to, like my grandmother, for example, keeps turning down coming out for birthday dinners or coming over, it's like, well, you can only do. So much, and to the point where maybe it's just up to us to just to visit her in person. Mm. Yeah, alone.
0: Uh, you like you you reminded me before when you were um, talking about. I can't remember what you are talking about, but oh, interve- intervention with Steve-O. I was like, yeah, I think <laughs> I think it has to come from it has to come from them. So sometimes, yeah, you trying to do something or like just removing, say, all the bad food in the house. Then they haven't they haven't learned a new lesson, so it's it's not gonna it's it's gonna either rebound back the exact same way or it's going to transform into something else like people have drug problems for a reason or the drugs yeah. are giving them something that they're not getting yeah. somewhere else um which is usually like connection yeah i think is probably the mm-hmm. general the general term for that um anything else i forgot i was going to kind of go on with that
1: but i just think just to sort of wrap that that up mm. For the most part, you know, I'm generally a person who thinks, you know, let people do what they want so long as you're not harming or hurting other people. Mm. But then it's it's like a balance thing because if it's people you really care about, you obviously just don't want to see them fall apart. And I've seen friends in the past who continue to just fall down the same habits and Mm, do the same things over and over again. And I like, I don't want... To see it happen. So in that sense, it's like maybe it's up to me to put a boundary out where I'm like, okay, just not going to see this person yeah. anymore, I, which yeah. sucks because you care about them. Mm. But then you can only do so much yep. until it's up to them to I, like take okay. that step or take the help. And if they do, I think kudos to them, you know, yeah. like they're actually wanting to change.
0: Yeah. And then you're there waiting for and them then, to help
1: support them. Well, then they might have a relapse, but it's about how they like a lot of people say inevitably like for example if you're an alcoholic or recovering alcoholic you're pretty likely to have a relapse Mm. so not like condemning or judging them but then seeing like how they would then go on after that yeah and if it just it's a habit that keeps forming where you don't want to start becoming an enabler
0: yeah yeah. i think it's it's also being proven slowly with the like emerging psychedelic research where it does take like a radical like internal change in how you view life to and that because that's where they're finding the biggest success rates with like ibogaine with the alcohol yeah. and whatnot it's like a psychedelic experience and that is the best like, almost the best way to have and alcoholics anonymous has like christian roots and so that's i think credited with it's it's the most successful program to get off alcohol, uh, off alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous, and it has a Christian background, and so yeah, obviously, religion, Christian, has a lot of internal significance that can change your life, and that's, I think it's that's not a coincidence as to why yeah. it's the most effective way to, to change a addiction like that.
1: I mean, there's one way you could look at it. I, I, I don't know how that works because it can become like a cynical thing where, say, if someone. We'll take like Alcoholics Anonymous for example, or someone who's an alcoholic trying to recover. Yeah, I do. I think I agree with hmm. you to the point where it's it's an internal thing and the need to change. But then I don't necessarily think it's the best. Well, maybe it depends what it is to try and replace something with something else.
0: Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like yeah. replacing alcohol yeah. with God, with yeah, because
1: yeah. some well, it well, depends. Depends how you approach it. Yeah. Um. I, mean, I know, like, I've heard some people who re- recover from alcoholism and end up taking up running because yeah. it's, like, yeah. So it, it can work and it can have its things. But, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I've seen too many people who, who do uh, they say, like, find religion. It's, like, their scapegoat for it. Yeah. But it's, like, you've actually got to... It's seen one, dude. It's you know, a good yeah, point. You've it's got it. you've point. really, like... I don't know, it's the hardest, We're trying to articulate, it's really hard to articulate, but um, I don't know, if, if whatever you, you believe, like, I wouldn't say for me if I was an alcoholic, like, oh, I believe because, um, yeah, this is taking up the time now, like, I, I go to church to stop drinking, yeah. it's like, no. A I distraction, think, right? Yeah, it's on. a distraction, okay. as opposed to like the real, why you actually yeah. do it or follow a religion or whatever. Well, I, no, think, that's probably not I think the if, if, it's,
0: if it's connection and community is is the reason why you're doing drugs, but I think is a, a big reason why people do, then church is a community. Yeah. So that, yeah, I know what you mean though. It's like you don't want to, it can be a good thing just to replace it because that's maybe what everyone needs anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, David? Uh,
2: yeah, it's a little bit different, Uh, but a bit of a radical take on addiction, whatever the addiction good, good. be. I think and yeah so this is not going away from trying an intervention this is just speaking about someone who's an addict I, I tend yeah it's, it's a very radical approach but I think Good. like get it out of your system <laughs> just yeah. go
0: it's like the when a kid when you want a kid to stop eating candy you just feed them heaps of candy and they get vomit yeah. and they yeah. and
2: like I it. do believe that I have read that most addicts and it's just addicts in general I think drugs in general most addicts do eventually quit so that's that they probably just naturally stumble upon uh you know whatever it is mm. a, a new goal in life of course when you think of addict you think of yeah they all just end up on the street the stereotypical addict that we can all think of but i think those are actually a minority mm-hmm. the majority are yeah people who go through this probably in many cases their 20s early 30s like a steve-o and go, yeah. I guess in his case, he wasn't intervention, but yeah, I but do believe I've read this. So I should refresh my memory and check the actual uh, stats on it. But yeah, something people just yeah they get it out of their system essentially, and it's yeah. probably a case of just naturally stumbling upon yeah a new endeavor in
1: life that and and it's like why don't suggesting like you kind of need to hit rock bottom to see. To, yeah and you don't honest. even
2: I don't, you see i don't even think you have to hit rock bottom because again i think that we all probably associate a- addiction it all leads there whereas there's plenty i believe of addicts high functioning ones where it's they're addicts but they you know they can hold down a job or whatever yeah. sort of thing and something just yeah something just naturally changes over time where it's like oh y- y- I'm bored of this.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't feel
2: the need to do this. Probably because they've met someone or you've found a new job, found a new endeavor that they really enjoy. And it just naturally fades out o- over time. Cause I think the people, uh, you know, and I, I can't say that they're wrong to take this approach, but the people who have the intervention, whatever go to Alcoholics or Anonymous or Rehab there's always going to be that burning ember within them. Mm. I think
0: it's still like less than half. Like it's the most successful way to get off alcohol, but I think it's still like yeah. less than half. But even rate. the ones that we say Not that much.
2: are currently successful. Yeah. Yeah, they they can't go to bars. They can't be a because re- there's just that, that ember there where they know that if they have one drink, they're going to have 100 drinks and they're going to be full blown addicts again. Mm. Is that the
0: ember or is it your, the, the snow groove in your brain? that is just like it's you're falling slowly into that whatever it it's, is it's, it's, cold, it's, like it's,
2: so, it's something that's there. Yeah. And I would hate to go through life w- with that feeling inside me knowing that I have to constantly be you know, say like willpower yeah. and you you're constantly on red alert. Or can't, you know, can't come to that event because there's gonna be alcohol and
1: and all of that. Yeah. I or think like crossing the road yeah. when you see someone smoking a yeah
0: yeah, it, uh, so that should, I, yeah. Must always stop. fighting against yourself yeah for, yeah yeah, yeah for always fighting That'd against yourself
2: It's like yeah so you've got it under control but are you really free it's like you're a, yeah. now you're a slave to your abstinence yeah so I uh, yeah, I again I can't fault anyone if that's the approach they're taking, but that wouldn't work for me. No, I'd I, much rather I agree. just get it out of my system. Yeah. I hope and hopefully because I say that's not a surefire method to work because that can end up where you just drink yourself to death or yes. whatever. Yeah, uh, but that's I a good think point. yeah, in many cases that's not what happens. I think people just grow up, they get bored of it, they find new responsibilities, new endeavors, whatever it is, and it just it naturally
0: trickles yeah. out. I think when you think about a, a drug addict. And you think, I think you would all would all agree that they would say, or they feel like they need that like they need the drug, or they need so and so. But I think just like people, we would all also agree that everyone needs community and yeah. connection. It's not a it's not a drug. So yeah. like what you're saying, yeah, yeah, you don't want to just replace it with something else. But I think no matter what, you need connection yeah. as a person. So yeah. whether you're getting it from meth and meth crystal meth or a church is up to you but also i just also yeah you know what i mean yeah but also uh,
2: so i think the natural or healthy way or sustainable way of going about it it would be that you're an alcoholic and you just start going to church while you're an alcoholic and you keep drinking and then over a course of a year two years five years mm. it, yeah it's a strap yeah build yourself up within the community you get your network grows and grows it mm. might just it'll just fizzle out it'll in all likelihood fizzle out because it's like you haven't gone there you've gone there while you're still an alcoholic you haven't gone there for an yeah to replace it yeah. That's yeah. A good hypothesis. It's, it's an
1: interesting I, I, yeah, way it's interesting. to look at it because for me as someone who i yeah. you know i regularly will will go to church and there are people who I know this isn't the best way to refer to them, but you'd call them as like the, the fringe people, you know, like kind of on the.
0: Not regulars. S- yeah, like,
1: or side of society, the wrong side of society. So you'd class that as, you oh, know, yeah. people who off the street or, yeah. um, drink, you know, yeah, drinking a lot, that sort of thing. They're still loved and, you know, welcome to the church, but they, they kind of need, they need more, um, I guess the right word to it is more like uh, pastoring or they need more um, care. And it's, and yeah, that's probably like the sa- one of the safest places you can go mm. to, to get that because you're, unless you're like full-blown, like going to church drunk and causing a scene, <laughs> like you're not going to get thrown out or yeah. anything. And in that sense, like you start – to meet, you'd meet people and develop community. And then I guess like referring back to uh, where it's about, you know, yourself wanting to change. Well, then you've also got that accountability if you've got people in your community. So this is a good example, but like regularly, you know, we will meet, well, we meet up pretty much every week to just chat and yarn Mm -hmm. see how we're all doing. And then I also have friends or a group of people that I'll see, once a fortnight, where we just, you know, keep up and touch base with each other when people are struggling, like you've got that support there. But then um, there's that balance. Well, then do we intervene unless the person wants that intervention? Yeah. So if, if you've got someone coming off the street who wants to come to, to church or whatever, and, um, you know, is willing, willing to change, well, then that is going to be there for you. But if you're like, yeah, I think if you're David's like
0: dragging saying, someone, like come to church, come yeah. on, and they don't really want to, yeah. it's not going to work. Well, it might yeah. work, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, maybe that's not fully what I'm trying to say. It's kind of hard to articulate. But like, yeah, David saying you can't really replace replace it. It's got to be like natural progression. Natural progression. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, there maybe have been I'm trying to remember like people who've come in off the street. Um, who over time, like, the more yep. they come and the more they have people there that, like, welcome them and see them in, then naturally you'll see them, like, yep. their trajectories going upwards because they're wanting... You can see it. You can it, see it. Yeah, yeah, you see natural change. And I think that's the same with, like, my wife who works in um, mental health. Like, those are the some of the people who you'd argue are the most lost or on the fringe of society... Who still like would deserve the care that you know everyone else cares for? It's harder for them, but she's even said that over time, some of them, the ones there'll be some who obviously, yeah. But um, you'll see their progression over time, and it's like one of the most rewarding things mm. you can see because you're actually seeing it play out firsthand.
0: Yeah, and it's probably sounds like what you're saying. It's quite obvious. Like I you're think saying, so. it, it's like obvious to see. Yeah. when someone's clearly getting better or yeah. enjoying themselves more, yeah, I yeah, probably agree.
1: Yeah, I, I'll bring this up anyway because you know I think this is probably like a um, a safe place to to bring it up. But I think I, I started noticing with with David in the past where he would constantly like turn down social events and like <laughs> you would offer, hey, mm-hmm. you want to come along? It's like nah, and, and I'm not like say so, you know you're no no it's correct. but then it's like i very well probably could have just cut to say well i've invited you to five ten different things and you don't want to come but i think you've even noticed yourself like the the need to like have community and there's always that say like you know you've got to actually put the work into it to want to do Mm -hmm. it so i'd say i commend you for that yeah Yeah. we um 100 percent correct
0: this often feels like therapy and i wanted to mention about therapy as it's becoming more normalised. There's ads for Better Help. There's yeah, the, I was going the, the
1: first thing you, when you said that, I was like, contact Better Help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's becoming very. Ma- and yeah. I mean, it seems like in America, more more the liberal um, culture. It's it's very normalised. It's like, yeah, I have everyone goes to their therapist once a week, and it's not. Yeah. It does it's not. There's yeah. no stigma to it. It's not shameful. I think it's a yeah. It's an unfortunate, probably necessity nowadays yeah. in that we would like. It's not immediately obvious or encouraged to go check in like i use the example before of checking in your neighbor old elderly neighbor if you haven't seen them or the lights been on for two days um because in the same way therapy i think is unfortunately necessary nowadays whether it's in this form but most people don't do this yeah going to a professional um because i feel like back back in a more community focused old old school days the community was your therapy all the time like you're constantly getting therapy by by being around by doing this yeah on yeah. a bigger scale, but still not giant scale, still a local community. But uh, yeah, I think it's probably an unfortunate. Yeah, there's still something yeah. icky about it paying like as a professional to get that like that's something that shouldn't be really monetized. I yeah, feel yeah, that, yeah, that's true. But it's what else are you going to do well, if you're yeah. working five, nine to five, four hours a week.
1: I yeah. used to have the like thought, and I, maybe it's just because of like movies and TV. When you think of therapy as like someone lying down on the couch, well. Therapists is taking notes or whatever um i did i have gone maybe a handful of times and Mm -hmm. found it useful because it was like more as hard as it is like it's it's opening yourself up to your like own emotions and like understand why you do trying to understand why you do things and like like how you can change that and um yeah, I mean, I don't knock it. I think it's probably uh, yeah. I, I think way
2: thing. way more people uh, need need whether uh, yeah. I don't think I've been to therapy specifically. I my kind. I went to counselling in that first year or so out of school yeah. I mean I so that's kind of a theory but well, then I went yeah. to psychiatrist um, which is I guess that's kind of like the ultimate form of yeah, it's like, all, the that's same, very it's all on the same page eh? like yeah, yeah get it yeah, yeah like talk, talking to a professional uh, about mm. your mental health uh, Yeah, obviously for me it was because I'd long suspected that I had ADHD mm. I only went the once although I'm always thinking I should go back be- again because I feel like I would get so much more out of it because I understand myself so much more than I uh, did the first time I went. Mm-hmm. But just I, I might, I might do that at some yeah. point. It's always an option on the table. Um, but that, that certainly has led me to reinvent myself over the past. What is it now? I think it was 2021, mid 2021. So 18 months or so. And yeah, it, i would put that down as, Uh, probably the most significant event in my
1: life because yeah, reinvent myself.
0: Cool, sick man. That's great. Um, yeah, I was saying
1: I was gonna touch base on that because I think in modern day society, like you think of therapy, can be a lot of things. Like you know, you just meeting out with friends or catching up with a coffee, and I think that has its place in the spectrum. But then also like professional services do have their place mm-hmm. as well mm. um and and i think i think there's probably a lot of resources out there if you if you need them like yep. there's probably going to be an infinite amount like food banks for example you know which is great um there's all sorts of things for like budgeting for example if you don't know how yep. to um budget or you know you a constant overspender or in debt or whatever um yeah it's all I, yeah. about just seeking it for yourself, I guess.
2: I think going to like the professional for the first time, yeah, whether it be a singular event or a multiple, but yeah, as the initial step. And then it could be that it'd be like this where your friends can be the therapy that you need. Yeah. But if it's you've got like a lifetime's worth of baggage, or not even a lifetime, just years of baggage mm. to go and get that professional assessment, I think that's. Yeah. For most people, yeah. is, is, a, is a very good step. And I, then I'd agree, yeah. As I say, now, uh, although uh, I think yeah, I would get value of going out to see a psychiatrist again, uh, it certainly doesn't it feel completely necessary. It, yeah. It'd just be like, I could do that and they would probably get something out of it. But whereas I, it was like a, a burning desire. Back in mm, 2021, yeah. so like, I need to do this. Whereas it's like now as I say I'm getting way better at communicating, yeah. my emotions, my feelings, my weaknesses, all you know, my strengths, all of that, yeah. and just being a better person. So for the most part, yeah, I'm starting to build up, yeah, a, a good community where sick. I, I can survive. That but, bossing. That's busting Yeah, it cool. is. It yeah. is because I don't. think I think most people, especially probably men in m- men our age. Uh, most will never get to that point and that's yeah, yeah that is why they end up with whether it's not be a full-blown addiction but unhealthy coping habits where yeah. their way, their therapy is abuse. getting wasted and this is my therapy it was getting wasted and in that way then
1: you can be vulnerable now we can talk about our feelings yeah, because you, we you've, you've <laughs> got to take a drink to to knock off the ice or whatever yeah, yeah. Break, the break the ice uh, there must yeah. have
0: been so much so yeah i definitely agree the professionals have their have actually have their their place you guys are making me realize because i mean not Even just our parents' generation, there must have been large swaths of the population who just never got over their like childhood. Yeah, uh, that's a fantastic point. There's only so much. Yeah, yeah, we're not professionals, so there's only so much we can do. But to real, yeah, people for the longest time until professional therapists were a thing, very recent in human history, must have just like repressed that. They would have been, yeah, yeah, there would have been addictions back in the day. Domestic abuse was normal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's an issue. That's like an insecurity. That's something you're not. If you're, yeah, committing domestic abuse, you've got yeah. some kind of issue Exactly. That you need to go to a therapist and about. I probably,
2: think, yeah, for sure. And I think that's often where, um, yeah, people won't recognise it, whether it be themselves or people around them won't recognise it. That whether it be as extremist domestic violence or whether it just be anger issues that aren't actually leading to physical violence against others, but just rage within. Uh, they don't recognize. They just think, "Oh, that's an angry person." Yeah. But it's like they're angry for a reason, and yeah, it's very likely that.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. I'm it gives me great optimism because I think on a to get real like new agey, I feel like it's a uh, it's a real good thing for like, collective humanity. All of us individually, as as a and culturally, it's way like it's way more normal now to talk about mental health and whatnot. Mm. but like, all kind of, I'm. I think I believe in generational traumas. So I think I think yeah. you get yeah. you get things from your your previous generations all the way back to ancient ancient yep. humans. Yeah. Um and I feel like we're kind of untangling it now. We're doing a service to our great 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 ancestors True. by talking about our feelings.
1: There from my experience anyway, like from from going I did notice things pop up that I had no thought in my mind whatsoever like and then, as soon as they like, it just hashes something in you that brings up like such an emotional. Uh, I mean, I probably don't particularly want to share, but um, um, yeah, like a certain event in my life which I thought like I'd gotten over, and then to the point where you fully like unraveled, and I think the the person used the example of like the roots, like if you're trying to kill roots or whatever. You might go so far, but if you don't go deep to the mm. to the bottom, that they will just eventually keep rebuilding.
0: That's a cool and, metaphor. Yeah.
1: So um, another person, I don't know if you've heard of, is it Doctor Gabor Mate? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a man. He's um, having listened to one of his podcasts, that he was a guest on. It uh, makes you really think about like certain events in your life and childhood events that can absolutely like shape you and affect your future Mm. children and children's children over time. Yeah. It's quite epic. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. I I think
2: that that's a really important point. I think we kind of touched on it in the relationships episode, but it's something that I'm starting to recognize more and more because I've always heard it thrown around. Oh, you know, your parents and your upbringing is, you know, you become yeah you take um, whatever your your adult form is because of who you were as a child and i was like yeah but i don't i had a happy childhood you know that's what Mm -hmm. i was thought so I was like that doesn't really explain you know why i have these certain weaknesses perceived weaknesses and stuff like that Mm. but yeah now i'm starting to it's starting to make sense and yeah i certainly can't complain i had a good childhood but that's right our parents were flawed people and you see as say the things like uh well again I can only speak for my parents but you know, uh, revealing emotion expressing feelings that was just off the table sort of thing that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing and now it yeah it really makes sense as to why I have those struggles yeah but I can appreciate again that my parents it would have been because of their parents who had those same flaws weak whatever you want to call them characteristics mm. and they just absorbed them and especially considering the uh, much less education that they had access to. Like I say, we have all these great people that we can watch YouTube videos of to educate ourselves. They didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So they were going in blind yeah. and then, yeah, passing on. And as I say, especially in my case, and my parents both came from like super ultra conservative Catholic families. And not to say that the Catholic religion is bad, but it was like the, the hardcore. Um, you know, my mum's... I've heard her talk about and she would get benefit out of going to therapy. She still says that she has nightmares about, like, the nuns mm, and they used yeah. to tell her that they... I've heard a story, I forget exactly how it goes, where they said you have to, like, sleep like this at night or something will...
0: For those listening, cross, crossing your arms over your chest, like oh, a yeah, vampire? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, something yeah. to do with She's that.
2: That I, I forget what it was, but something... It might have even been something as as horrific as something like, you'll be raped if you didn't do this. It's something I can't, but yeah, it was something very horrible for, and this is when she was a young child, you know, I don't know exactly, Mm. but like eight or something. And that, you know, they could affect you for until, yeah, yeah. decades later. And yeah, and just with the way, and again, I, I won't pin it solely on the Catholic religion, but I do think back then it was far less like open than it is today mm. but even if we just say that it was just ultra conservative parents it's like yeah i i can imagine that feelings and all of that none of that would have been talked about and
0: so yeah you can see yeah the, and because the generational the term generational trauma has like a real woo woo like yeah new i age-y. know i know what but you mean if you but can I, easily rationalize it and my I, I had a taste of it with uh my g- grandmother after she passed Recently, she wrote. I might have mentioned it before. She had like a she had a memoir. I don't know if it's not on the podcast. Taylor's Um cool. She had a has a memoir that she didn't want anyone to read. I don't know if I mentioned this before. Uh, until she died, and it was, she lived through. She's in hot from. She's Dutch from Holland. Lived through World War Two. Um, yeah, like re- very traumatic. Like your yeah. siblings died from starvation in front yeah. of her. Um, but it made me it cl- something clicked when I read it as well because her appreciation. Her entire worldview about money, because they were desperately poor, they couldn't afford food, um, was completely like determined by that by that trauma, and then through that bleeds. It kind of diffuses, like you're saying with your mum's mum. It's she's not as strict as her mum. It's kind yeah, of exactly. It diffused, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it gets a bit more chill. It gets a little bit better each time yeah. with each generation. With each generation, yeah. if you do if you do the work. But yeah, so that is a very um superficial example but just the attitude towards money very what you'd say stingy as a lot of grandparents are called now stingy but they have a completely different experience yep. with money and then bleed through to dad and and now to me which is slightly less again yeah um yeah yeah and so generational trauma makes complete sense her I, parents again I, yeah. I mean everyone was poor back to gen- the 30s re- yeah yeah, I, I so agree. A hundred percent though, that
2: term generational trauma. I've seen that thrown around for it's years a bit wanky. now. I agree, but I do agree. Uh, yeah. I think the problem is because a lot of people who use that term are the ones who are really play like the victim we can mm. uh, you know to throw it out yeah your woke SJW, whatever the yeah. that they're the ones that are often throwing that term around yeah, and look maybe are. i just need to expand maybe they've got points and things like that but yeah it feels like people yeah that, Well, they just want to play victim rather than say it is what it is i recognize it's the why forward. yeah and yeah i understand that yeah it was my parents uh did the best they could hopefully uh in they were flawed, but they yeah, yeah I can appreciate it. it's because they were going in blind yeah. So that's, I'm not gonna like, be like oh you know that's the yeah. tension
0: that that's that's the cause of the tension around when America or the reparations or also Treaty of Waitangi stuff in New Zealand it's that kind of it's like yeah we we all know but can we move on now but yeah you exactly yeah and yeah, you know, like you are coming from a place of massive privilege you can't say that anyway um. That's that gets messy, um, yeah. <laughs> really messy. Uh, that's a super, uh, but yeah. you you do have to, and I've gone more empathetic. Proud to say it, to my own horn here to to be more empathetic towards talking about generational trauma and with with slavery because it's not that long ago. So if you yeah, believe in scary. generational trauma from one gener- from your grandmother, go back just one more generation and they had immense trauma. Obviously, yeah, um, that's and fair. that's so that's not that far off. But still, it's no excuse. It's not you don't want to be a victim, but it's yeah you got to have a appreciation yeah for that I agree well. I
2: think the problem is whether it be we're talking about uh, black people who are descendants of slaves or just people suffering whatever their own personal traumas from their upbringing I think yet yeah, the problem is that most people get stuck on just wanting to be victims.
0: And no, again, that yeah, is the generaliz- natural, that is a massive generalization, though. That is, uh, that's and the fair. loudest, the loudest, there's a loud minority that yeah, are like that, annoying. That might be but fair, but yeah, you
2: know, I still do feel like it's a majority because I think that's the natural reaction is I think the human reaction is to say, oh, you know, it's my parents my were useless, or my grandparents were grandparents, grandparents were slaves, therefore my life is screwed. Yeah, and that's the net. I think that is the natural human instinct is just want to say, oh, you know. Yeah so Tape,
0: my partner has a uh, uh, epitomizes this opinion excellently i think when she says like just because your your parents abuse like abused, physically abused each other it doesn't mean you keep going exactly. and doing it so it's obviously not a good thing i
2: think it's a case of recognizing it and saying ah oh, now i understand yeah i've inherited these flaws or whatever this trauma uh but it is what it is i yeah I think that's the only way to, yeah, because you get, otherwise you do get stuck in this perpetual victimhood. Oh, uh, give me more money, give me more, yeah. And then, yeah, you just create, uh, it's it's another form of slavery where you become reliant upon uh, people uh, uplifting you
0: rather than you moving forward in the world yourself. Yeah, I think that opinion is the majority of people. I genuinely think the majority of people are like, yeah, you to think, get on with it, I think it's a yeah, real local yeah, majority. majority. Yeah, you could, like, you could be I recognize right. a silent majority. You, yeah, you could be right. That are like real reasonable, no one like, not racist as if you as you'd expect. Like half of America, if you listen to just the news, mm. you'd expect. And I, from an alien's perspective, you'd say, "Oh, like, seems like half of America are like outright racist." Yeah, yeah I mean, it was deeply yeah, totally topic.
1: Like, if you you know we don't want to go into like the culture war, but I think over a period of time. When something goes like it's like a pendulum, when it goes so far one way, like if it goes mm. right to the to the end, well, it's gonna come back faster the other. So it's kind of like that balance of going back and forth. And then when you start having such extreme, um, I mean, thoughts or idea, idea, uh, ideologies, over time, I think most people think, well, that's actually not that good like for yeah. society but it, you, you become too like shy or afraid to speak out but mm. the more people who you know when we think something is stupid like um it'll it'll eventually make its way back to, to i guess you could say normal mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah I, I think that that yeah that's an ac- yeah. accurate assessment First stuff i think we all agree massively interesting real open and cut and happy to have out my mind changed on this and you know, as we all are it's before yeah this. um because it's yeah every, it's, it's, everyone has an opinion on this yeah. i think a strong opinion yeah but yeah yeah um final final thoughts time time uh final
1: we're th- one hour yep. just one hour five minutes so probably get to wrapping up
2: yeah i i think yeah the the biggest takeaway is um yeah, I don't know, to be I don't know how to wrap it up into a, a single way, but you find a way to be or you find out how who you really are, I think, because I don't think I you know, don't think most people reach that point. Mm.
0: And it is it's very hard. How do you do that? Do you say you recommend going to a professional? Well, yeah. Even if you don't have you don't think you have any issues.
2: Yeah, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with that because uh, yeah, I don't think most people realize how complicated we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people sort of just dumb themselves down and think, oh, yeah, this is the way life works. This is who I am. They don't yeah, ever really scratch below the surface. And so maybe a good example is like if I took myself back to when I was you know, young, I can't pick out a p- specific age, but maybe say like 10 or something, I think. the the idea of like depression or anxiety hadn't really crossed my mind. You know, I was just happy, you know, watch Dragon Ball Z, Mm. play Yu-Gi-Oh cards, things Mm. like that. It it was simple. And I was, yeah. And you could go, if you could have that state of mind with simple pleasures and whatever, you know, you just, you, yeah you could go through life like that and that'd be fine. But then, yeah, as I got older, uh, things got more complicated. But now, yeah, I'm really figuring out what makes me tick, who I am, how to you know, say, how to communicate. is a big one for me because that's always been a weakness of mine, communicating. Mm-hmm. And um, I yeah, just have this different feelings. i it's like, geez, like I really understand who I am and how I operate, and it feels, yeah, it just feels like really good, really good, and much, yeah, like sustainable. I'd much rather that than just be it's a clean buzz. Yeah, it's a very clean mm-hmm. buzz rather than yeah. even if I could just be this seemingly. Happy person that hasn't, yeah, because yeah, maybe that those people do exist. You know, like my mum seems to act like that, where she's like, oh, she views like these things terms as like depression as like they're just phases and stuff. Yeah, but. I suspect that yeah, something deeper going on below the surface. I think this is
0: just white culture. L is that I think a lot of the the frustration and, and tension that g- come towards white people, <laughs> white people, um, is that we kind of do have the a lot of us probably do live with those like blinders on. We're like yeah. everything, is yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. And think, we like yeah. and, and we have that. We do have that an advantage. Like, uh, yeah, we have a uh, generational advantage. And I th- think
2: think it's especially true for white men. Yeah. And it would be so
0: frustrating. It's like, do, do your work, man. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I, yeah. Again, I, I can only speak for myself, uh, but yeah, I I need to do more work. Yeah. If you, if you get (laughs) to really, yeah, it just, yeah. The feeling of self-confidence I have now and it's still I'm very early on my journey, but it feels say, like a sustainable source of self-confidence where okay, maybe another example would be as a teenager. Self-sourcing pudding. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so maybe that's, feel, agree, that's huh? a way of putting it. It's an internal self-confidence where in the past as a, as a teenager, I was like, terribly insecure, but I could temporarily get external Confidence, you know, I, I gave you the example last night where you know, mate, take me on to go up and talk to a chick in the mall, and yeah, temporarily you feel like the man, but it's not a sustainable source mm. of, of confidence.
0: I think sustainable is the great word because it implies that it keep, it's going to keep going, yeah, it, ha- it has to keep going, and yeah. And yeah, yeah, and it's, I, I can only speak for
2: myself, but yeah. I've or, or since a early teenagehood, I've never, I've always been extremely self conscious, lacking confidence, even though I say I may have appeared externally uh confident and that's been me all the way through my twenties until yeah. And I say I'm very early in my journey where mm. I yeah. That's feeling, how I feel like ages yeah. to go. Yeah. So it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty pretty epic feeling. And I think there'll be a lot lot of humans, maybe more so men, but humans in general that um yeah would benefit from getting on that. Mm.
0: I think that's where the the desire, the self improvement trend has come from. It right? is the knowledge that you have got ages more to go. So you're like, "Well, what next?" And then you just yeah. you're trying to fix. Yep. it's probably the the stingy way to do it. Is watching YouTube videos. You're trying to get what a professional therapist will probably do for you for free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to be honest, I think that's me. Yeah, no, that's fair.
1: yeah Um, I think kind of touching what David said. Yeah, a similar experience where. You're going on your own journey of trying to better and understand yourself. Like, yeah, I've noticed myself in times where I become like instantly frustrated. Usually, like it's more like catching yourself before it actually happens, and and that's like when that starts happening. And obviously, I'm, I mean, still, it's still a journey. It's not like I've got it down to a T. But often, like my first instinct or mechanism was to go straight up into defensiveness like oh man they're like out like trying to get out to get me and i, I know i think i knew that came from like my upbringing and my family where it's like i see it. my dad when my mom would ask him yeah. to do something it was like <laughs> oh you said you wanted to do but yeah. you know and it's like that's where i think i developed that yeah. thing yeah. from where it's like no like you kind of just have to yeah and often like blunt when people are like blunt to you it's like man that's like real rude and it's like well no they probably actually know what they want and they're just assertive like whereas i'm insecure and i struggle to even like you know say what i want or and that's another thing going through Mm. like today as an example got a coffee at a cafe which tasted real bitter like (laughs) this needed like Unless a little bit more milk, and I was like, Man, dude, I just don't want to be like a dick, you know. But I just, hey, is it all right if I get just a little extra milk? It's just not up to my taste. And he's like, Yeah, man, sure. It's like, Well, that's not actually that hard to yeah. do, it's just got to get over those initial humps yeah
0: yeah, yeah there will be a bit better place yeah. if everyone's if everyone as enlightened as us just, <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I, I wouldn't say that
0: no you know, but rich, if everyone, rich, everyone has the goal of getting no, enlightened
2: I, I think that's an important point though because uh, yeah I'm exactly the same and again yeah it would have been rooted in in the way and yeah, not to solely pin it on my parents but just whatever my natural development at school uh, and I think it's also a common characteristic of people with ADHD is yeah like people pleasing so that's it's a form of people pleasing i won't say anything because yeah that's like a defense mechanism where if i don't yeah criticize or criticize not the right word but if i yeah don't confront anyone even if it's about the most minor of details that they wouldn't take offense to they'll like me then yeah and yeah it's actually it's counterproductive
1: counter um yeah intuitive because
2: that's it in most cases or almost all cases they won't take offense to it and in fact they'll be happy that it's like the classic case I think is yeah, very similar to that you get handed food that tastes awful. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm thinking more so just at home rather than a restaurant and you could lie and be like, (laughs) mom
0: this fucking (laughs) sucks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, obviously there's a a right way (laughs) to go about it. But it's yeah, it's actually much nicer to be like I don't like it or this is a little bit off rather than <laughs> like lying, lying about it, and having them, you know, keep going through yeah life thinking that that they're making it the perfect way or whatever, and actually they're not. It'll be yeah, yeah. they feel way better if you're like oh yeah, it's a little bit too salty <laughs> next time. <laughs> and they fix that. You know like, oh thanks yeah no, it's great. No, I, an, yeah one yeah that,
1: yeah I, like I they heated up food from the cabinet and the middle was cold and I said like hey this was actually really good but maybe for next time. I would recommend heating it up for an extra 10 15 seconds because then the next person's gonna get that yep. benefit <laughs> yeah um, on those line yeah, notes yeah I think just the the final yep. thing that I'd probably summarize um, was like the importance of intervening for yourself and and saying that like reflecting on your old self and like I don't know if you write a diary or whatever you can see and look back for yourself yeah. how you've changed over time but
0: um what's the quote that comes to mind is is uh you don't want to compare yourself to anyone else just be yeah. better than the just, just new yesterday yeah or yeah. well, it's like you just it's yeah. true yeah. that's that's good cereal box wisdom
1: you you over time i think as we get older like you'll hash out and bury those old habits and old mm. um flaws and uh
0: yeah. yeah I can tell it's a clean buzz we're all on that when we talk about this we're all on the same clean buzz and you just want everyone to experience yep. it
1: yeah I think that's a good way to put it yeah but, um, but don't I've,
0: intervene too much no
1: <laughs> no no no, no. people have their um, what's the word no it's not anonymous no it's like autonomy um, yeah autonomy, autonomy that's right yeah you gotta let people have their autonomy yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I think we'll wrap it up there for this week of counselling Friday council And uh, we will see you next time. Peace out.
0: So, deuces.